Welcome to the Weave Podcast. My name is Sarah Resnick, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner of the online weaving yarn shop, Just Yarn and Fiber. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Our podcast audience continues to grow. We now have over 80,000 downloads from weavers truly all over the world. I love hearing from many of you who are telling me that this podcast is helping you feel connected to a global community of weavers, even if you live in a place where there are no weavers or other textile artists around. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I recently hired a podcast producer, LaShawn Moore, who will be producing these episodes and also creating her own series of podcasts about textile and farming communities. I'm really looking forward to sharing these stories with all of you. And this podcast is starting to cost a bit more money than I'm able to pay out of pocket, and I'm wondering if any of you out there would be willing to donate a bit to support it. You can donate, truly any amount helps, by going to www.gistyarn.com podcast and clicking on the donate button. You can donate either a one-time amount or a monthly recurring amount, and your support will help me to cover the hosting costs, pay LaShawn, and keep finding and sharing new stories to enrich and inspire your weaving. To those of you who are able to give, truly thank you. This week on the podcast, I'm talking to Jen Aaron. Jen is an artist in Toronto and a professional photographer turned weaver. She weaves intriguing sculptural pieces using a wide range of materials and her frame loom. Hi, Jen. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be here. Can you start out by introducing yourself and sharing how you found your way to weaving? Sure. Um, my name is Jen Aaron. I um, live in Toronto in Canada, and I've been weaving for uh, just two years now. And Actually, I, I thought that I'd been weaving for three, but I just looked at the calendar and it's actually only <laughs> been two. Um, yet my whole life has changed because of it and um, for, the, for such an amazing direction. Um, how I found weaving, I, um, I've always been artistic. I've, I've always been, um, I've had the artist self within, but uh, she was buried for a little while. Uh, anyways, I have been a working photographer um, for about 13 years here in Toronto with a business. And, um, anyways, I also, um, am a mother and I, I now have a five-year-old, but, um, about two and a half years ago, I, I really had a, um, very difficult year, um, trying to have a second child. And, um, I had two miscarriages um, mm. in a span of like nine months, and I, I really had a crisis of spirit. I was um, just really lost inside, and um, you know, felt felt like I was in a bit of a black hole abyss um, spiritually, and you know, um, in my heart. And um, a friend of mine. Um, suggested that I take a weaving workshop at, at a local um, sort of crafty workshop place called the workroom and I I was so forlorn and I was like yeah okay like it can't hurt I might as well try um, and 
like half an hour into or maybe an hour into the, the workshop, the first day of the workshop where finally the, we were working on frame looms and we got the, the loom warped and the instructor started to show us, you know, some techniques and what was going on. And it was like, I, I kind of, once I understood what was going on and what was possible, I immediately felt like there aren't enough lifetimes for me to live to explore all the things that I want to to do with this amazing um, like amazing medium I just I immediately felt inspired and I felt a spark that I like really had been um, very deeply missing um, and you know artistically and as a mother you know coming off that that hard year I um I really just connected with the process of weaving and the um the the really just the joy that I feel when I when I'm um at the loom you know it's it's a lot of a lot of uh weaving weaving artists talk about the um the um meditative quality you know, and the therapeutic quality of, of weaving. And I, I really wholeheartedly uh, feel that every day when I'm at the loom and I just um, really fell in love with weaving. Um, and it really became, um, it became like the answer for me. Thank you for sharing that hard and, and personal story. I'm I'm curious, after you took that initial workshop, what were your steps? Like, did you run home right away and, and did you know that weaving was going to be where you were headed or was it was it hard to kind of step into that journey emotionally or practically? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I So, you know, it's funny when you look at your life and you can look at it in retrospect and see how... Um, everything converged at the same time. And at the time, you may not have realized that this was all supposed to happen. But I mean, without getting too woo-woo, <laughs> I, I um, you know, in, in the lead up to me discovering weaving, I also was uh, feeling a lackluster with photography. And, um, you know, I have a degree, a Bachelor of Fine Arts uh, degree in photography. I uh, always felt like it was a great tool for me to express myself. And then of course I graduated school and then turned it into a business. And, um, you know, over all of those years, I, I really, there's no other way to put it other than that. I, I lost the joy in my camera and it became, um, it became a tool for me to produce the work that my clients needed. Um, and so I guess there's a level of creativity in there, but it, personally, it wasn't it wasn't getting me going. It wasn't fueling my artist self, um, and it wasn't allowing me to express myself um, deeply. So you know, um, after having my son, I, I definitely changed the angle of my my photography business quite a bit, just because um, I needed I wanted to have more time at home, and so I I, I changed the kinds of jobs that I was taking, and um, I ended up. Uh, in the end, uh, focusing on family photography, documentary family photography. Um, it was kind of a natural evolution and it was sort of where my heart and my head were at as a, as a new mother. Um, but 
you know, it was, it was, a, it has been a struggle. I, I've finally made a clean break away from photography professionally. So, okay, getting back to your question to answer what you asked, um, you know, when I found weaving, as I said, it was like, it was like the light bulb went on and my heart was open and I felt, I felt so supported in the, like the grief that I was feeling and the uncertainty of what was to come, you know, both in my family and, um, like, would we have another child or not? And then, you know, professionally speaking, this was like a new medium. I mean, how lucky am I to have discovered a new medium as an artist, you know, at, at, um, 38 years old. So, um, I was, you know, really just excited to have something for myself. And I, I, I didn't think about it professionally at all, or, or even, um, you know, I, I just really took it at face value and, and wove, I just wove my heart out. Um, and it just gained traction. You know, I, um, the response to my work from my, my people was, um, really heartfelt and not just, you know, cause they know me and love me and think that what I do is great, but more like, you know, um, feeling connected to the energy of the pieces that I was making. And, um, you know, of course I was trying to reconcile that I have been a photographer and, um, you know, so I actually started to incorporate photographs into my weaves. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a heat transfer, uh, heat transfer plate press in our basement, which is a whole other long story. Um, <laughs> and I, so I would transfer images onto fabric, um, and then rip them up into strips and you know incorporate them into weaves and i was really really just loving the the experimentation and that freedom to feel like well i'm just gonna try this out and if it doesn't work i'll rip it out or this wasn't for a client this wasn't for my business this wasn't um anything other than the joy of making something and um so then i started you know photographing my old journal pages and then transferring those images of my words and collages and journal journal pages onto fabric and again ripping them up and, and incorporating them into weaves and and then the response also was um, was quite palpable from people it was you know I want to see more this is so interesting um, so you know so I continued with that and um, yeah, it's it's been a very interesting journey. What kind of looms and what kind of materials do you like to work with? So um, I work on frame looms at the moment. Um, and I have, um, you know, three sort of mid to large sized um, frame looms that I've acquired Um you know, over the past year, or I guess since I started, but over the past year, and then the some of the bigger pieces that I've been making, or just the more custom pieces over the years, I actually build my own frame looms. So, um, and I've figured out that I um I take I go to the art store and I buy canvas stretchers um, because they fit together so nicely in the corners, but they also can come apart later. So I then you know nail in however many nails it needs to go across the top and the bottom. And um, it's been a really nice modular way to um, have access to whatever size or dimension frame loom I need. 
and what kind of materials do you like to work with? Are you working with? Um, so I definitely prefer um, the more the more natural side of of fibers. Uh, I like to work with um, you know cotton. I like to work with uh, merino. I like I love to work with roving. Um, basically, as long as there's no um, synthetics, I'm fairly happy. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just naturally gravitate towards, uh, you know, a more naturally dyed f- fiber. Um, you know, I really choose my, choose my materials um, on intuition almost. And, and that intuition has just, I mean, when I look, when I look at everything that I use, all the materials I use, they, they all are, they all reference nature um, and, and tend to be more, uh, more nat- more on the natural side. Yeah. So you have a body of work on your website that um, was really interesting and moving to me called Weave Me. And I'm wondering if you could describe to people what that looks like and also where your heart was as you were creating it. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so Weave Me was um, an exhibit that I, I, um, I showed in May of 2017, so May of last year. Um, it was actually part of, there's a big photography festival in Toronto every May called Contact, where, um, you know, for the whole month of May, it's basically a festival of photography and there's photo exhibits all over the city, um, from galleries to coffee shops to outdoor installations. It's, it's a really big deal. I remember that from living in Toronto. It's so amazing to walk oh, around cool. the city. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I was trying to, you know, reconnect with my artist self and, um, and maybe just also find something different within, within photography. Like, you know, I definitely, as I talked about, I was feeling this lackluster um, with being a, a working professional photographer. Um, so I decided to register and put a show together for contact. Um, and I got a, a gallery space with a, another photographer friend of mine. We shared the space. It's the Black Cat Art Space. And um, so we had the, um, we had the, uh, gallery and you know the exhibit was going to be in May and I registered in December and I thought you know what I'm going to just show like all my fine art photographs I mean I, over the years I have so many images that are, were already framed or that I would put a new body of work together but you know it, this would be quote unquote easy hmm. um, and famous last words yeah <laughs> and not easy in terms of like that I didn't want to put in the work but more like this would be simple you know, this is what I would do. I would, you know, uh, narrow down a, a, a body of work within my photography and, and you know, enlarge everything and frame it and away you go. Um, and what ended up happening was um, at the same time, it, so it was about five months of lead up to the show. And at the same time, I, um, I left my, uh, I sort of rented like a, an editing suite where I would do all my photography work. I left there and I I joined an artist collective and I um, had my own dedicated space, which I made entirely for weaving. Um, I couldn't weave in my living room anymore. So, uh, you know, right at this time where I realized how special it was to have, you know, 
an, my art studio where it was just about my creativity and my process. I'm very, very, I've always been very interested in, in my own creative process and honoring it, understanding what I need and um, protecting it. So, you know, I, I, so I, I started to weave and I, I was still at the time doing a lot of the woven, uh, like incorporating photography into my weaving, a lot of imagery and something flipped in my, in my mind or in my heart. And I said, I'm going to show, I'm going to show woven images for this contact show. And this is what I'm going to do. Um, now I was also extremely new to weaving um, having only been weaving for, I don't know, six, seven months at this point. So technically speaking, I was extremely experimental um, and, and mainly self-taught. So, you know, my pieces ended up looking um, just like that, very experimental and very expressive, um, really layered, not structurally perfect by any means now that I understand what that even means for weaving. But um, that's okay. Like I just, it was really a statement about um, crossing over from photography to to weaving, and you know, to my version of of uh, you know living as a fine artist. And you know, the the scene in Toronto, the photographic scene here is quite um, it's it's wonderful, but it, it is. Um, I don't know how to say it, not linear, but it, it's, there's a framework, you know, and you, and you, you blow up images and you put them in frames and you don't really stray. And so here I was, you know, at, within this city, Contact is a quite prestigious festival for photography. And I ended up doing more of an installation and pretended that this, the gallery was like my studio space. And I, you know, wrote in pencil on the wall. I had random nails here and there. I had um, you know, it, it, it really looked like might be inside of my studio. And I had all these woven pieces that progressed from more experimental to, you know, then like a, a really large one at the end. Um, and it, it, it really was like living, living the metaphor of what was happening to me. And I didn't realize it necessarily right in that time. Or, or in the lead up, but at, as I looked in the gallery and said like, wow, I made this, I created this statement about myself as an artist, I was able to gain strength and gain confidence, which was just the knowledge that I could do this and that this is what I was doing, um, which was really, really cool. And the response to the show was, was wonderful and very receptive and supportive. So I think in that moment I was, I was, um, you know, I, I had crossed over, I guess, in my heart. I, I wasn't sure how I was going to professionally figure this, this out, but, you know, for that show, for Weave Me, it was such a beautiful culmination of where I had come from up to that point and like where I was trying to to go creatively and, and as, as, as an artist and, you know, as a woman and, and, um, on my journey. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was it like after you had that artistic transformation and started to transform also professionally, what was that journey like? So, yes, that journey, I mean, it's interesting. I think I'm still on it. <laughs> 
uh, as I think I, I hope to always be learning and growing um, and nurturing my my process through the journey. Um, but you know, because I had um, this story or this script that had happened to me with photography, where I loved it, and then I went to school for it, and then I turned it into a business, and then you know, in the end, didn't feel that that same connection to my camera. I have been very reticent to um, have that same thing happen with weaving. You know, I I'm really, really, really dedicated to maintaining the joy that I feel when I weave, um, and I'm really protective of it because. Um, well, I know what it's like to fall out of love with your artistic medium. And, mm. you know, that's really, it's difficult. Um, I think as artists, we, we, um, well, for me, for me personally, I've always, my, you know, my deep connection to art has been the power that it has to help me express myself very deeply in a way, you know, that you can't, like I can't with words or with, um, you know, it's just a mode of communication that has has been therapeutic for me over the years. And um, so I've been I've been really honoring the joy I have at the loom. And so I decided to live with the uncertainty, so to speak. Um, and I, I that was really a common theme in my life at the time. I wasn't sure um, what what was going to happen with, you know, our family, were we going to have another child? What was going to happen with my photography? You know, was I going to sort of continue with this business that, you know, I had built and that, you know, I was doing well, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't happy deep down. And then, you know, what was I going to do with weaving? Would, would people actually want to buy my work? You know, could I call myself, you know, could I call myself a weaver? I mean, how, how does this work? You know, it, I felt so new. Um, and, you know, what I've managed to do is just stay really true to myself and um, stay stay focused on um, nurturing and honoring and listening to my process and maintaining discipline with my process. So, you know, going to the studio, I, I now have a bigger space within my shared studio and I, I go there every day and I work and I show up and I, um, I try. And, um, you know, I, I share what I'm doing with my community. And so far, um, I, I um, like this, about five months ago, I was able to find the strength within to uh, stop accepting photo jobs and start passing them to other photographers that I know and really, um, really diving into identifying as a weaver. Um, and uh, allowing myself the space to explore that and see what can come of it. Um, and it's been wonderful. I, I, I've been working so far on commissions. Um, and I have, I have, I have, a, I mean, I could make it as long as I want. There's a, been a lot of interest. Um, so I, I'm not sure that I want to do commissions entirely, but right now they're helping me, um, you know, make a living and explore this amazing medium. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. 
So you recently posted a piece on Instagram that looks like it's woven from really fine material. And now that I know that you only have frame looms, I'm even more intrigued because it looks like something that would have to be woven on a rigid heddle or floor loom. Mm -hmm. So tell me all about it. Uh, that piece, actually, I'm delivering it tomorrow. Um, so that piece is, that's a commission. I, I, I created a... Um, from my show, Weave Me, um, uh, I had someone inquire and say, like, I, you know, I want you to make me a piece. And um, so I created this piece. And that, that's the other thing about what, I've, what I'm learning about. I mean, I've referenced my process, my process. But what I've learned about myself as a weaver is that um, I'm really integrating and and like integrating almost the energy of like who I'm making it for and where the space that it's going to hang and you know what I want to send out into the world through my woven work I'm I'm really paying attention to that as I create so um you know it, it's a very interesting process because it's like uh it, it, I'm very free like people will commission me so far and there's no there's no like you know, we like it like this with red and with squares and, you know, the, there's no limits really at the moment, um, which also I'm quite grateful for. And I'm learning to, um, you know, pick up on the vibe or, you know, what, what I want this piece to like embody. Anyway, so I, I made a piece for um, a much smaller version, um, sort of a version of, of this 82 hour piece. And someone saw it on on uh, Instagram because she had posted it and um, they said like, well, we want one. So, um, you know, I went over to their house and, and uh, you know, we decided on a, a beautiful wall in their bedroom. And um, I had just written in my journal that week that I, I want to be doing larger pieces and, and I want to do a piece that's larger than life. That's, those mm -hmm. are the words I wrote. And um, so we're, we're talking about, you know, where this piece is going to hang and what, what's it going to be. And, um, and, you know, she said, I want it to be larger than life on this wall. And I was like, Ooh, the synergy, you know, this was like a real coup almost. I said, okay, I can do this. And, um, you know, scaling up. So, so this piece is, um, five feet by five feet. Um, and, you know, up till that point I had done like 18 by 36 inches or, you know, on mm. a little loom. So, I um I really learned so much in the process of scaling up um, because exponentially um, you know it, it just is it, it it has taken and so I decided at the time I've got to like start tracking my hours because this is becoming as I, when I started weaving it I'm like oh my god this is this is literally like an inch an hour um, and I have like sixty inches to do <laughs> very fine. Mm -hmm. um very fine wool so I um in that process actually I was I another weaver friend um Lisa Spade who's amazing she I posted a video of myself using like a weaving needle and um you know just just really rudimentary starting this weave out and this piece and she wrote to me and was like okay you, you need to be using a shuttle and you need to like you need to sort it out so um, I was very appreciative of that. Uh, 
it's like when you have something green in your teeth and, and like an actual friend will tell you that you, there's another way to, you know, you should take the, take the basil out of your tooth. So, um, that sped up the process quite a bit, but again, it's still, it's still, uh, it's still taking 82 hours and I'm glad that I tracked all those hours. <laughs> um, so that, that piece, yeah, I'm, uh, I just took her off the loom last week and it's just incredible how, it's a, so it's a very fine, it's just a tabby stitch, but it's a very fine wove weave. And, and the fact that it is by hand, um, you know, I've really enjoyed the meditation that I've been able to, you know, uh, practice, you know, working on this piece. And for so long, I thought like, you know, I, I would tell myself that I don't know how to meditate and I'm not going to sit cross-legged in a room and meditate. You know, it's just not me. I can't sit still. But I look at this woven five by five foot woven piece and I think to myself, I can meditate. Like I have meditated. This is it. It's given me so much time to think and, um, you know, and ponder whether or not I should try a rigid heddle <laughs> or a floral loom for pieces <laughs> like this. Um, but you perhaps. know, the, per, yeah, perhaps, although there's something really charming about the, the handmade, like it's, you can really tell. And I, I left imperfections in on purpose because I wanted to, you know, I wanted it to say like, this is handmade, this is made by hand. Um, uh, or that, that, that the artist's hand is, is definitely a part of this piece. So um, again, another journey that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll include some photos of that in the show notes and also link to your website so people can see a lot more, a lot more pictures of it. Great. Um, there's one more piece I want to ask you about, which is mm. flow state. Mm. Um, and I'm really intrigued about that. Can you tell me more about it and how you created it? Was it with two looms or was it on one loom separated out or? Mm. So that, that piece was on two looms. Um, and I, um, so yeah, I was getting into, that was my, my second commission, um, no, my third commission that um, I was asked for. It's a, um, a friend of mine who's a designer in Palm Springs, um, like an interior designer. And um, she she really wanted a piece for her bedroom. She did, Sunset Magazine just did a, a piece on her house. So she was like, it's my intention that your pieces are going to get in Sunset Magazine. Um, in the end, they didn't even show any pictures of her bedroom, but um, it's still part of the story. So... Um, you know, I, I needed something that was going to be able to ship easily. And I also um, had this beautiful, the, the top of that piece is this gorgeous like lilac color. Um, it's, it's an Edo um, silk. It's so beautiful. Mm. It's almost like a flat little thin ribbon. Um, it's amazing. And I, I really was like, I want to incorporate this really into the piece. And I, um, I don't know how it came to me, but I think I think that the idea of, um, you know, like having one, I guess one one side woven and then all of that connective fiber into another woven section, um, you know, it was it, it came to me because I I'm not necessarily like a trained um, weaver or textile artist, right? So I, for me, there are no rules yet. I don't, or never, I don't want any rules. I, 
I, I was able to kind of say like in my mind, wow, that would look really cool. Um, you know, having that beautiful, tiny lilac silk and then, you know, shifting in, in fiber and color down to just a very ivory, um, a cream wool that's much thicker and to, to, you know, how could I show that, that gradation, um, and that transition, um, and what I, what I love or what I'm discovering that I love is, is that when I work with different materials, um, you know, I sort of overdo it or overweave it or over design it. And then, um, you know, I'm ripping it out and, and things like that. And then I, I get to this point where I'm like, I just need to let the material speak for itself. You know, like I just need to showcase this beautiful fiber in an artistic way. And so I love that um, when you're close up to that piece, I mean, you can you can see the the stitches that are tabby, and you know, there's little bob bobbles and and sort of imperfections here and there visually. But then you can just get this beautiful, um, you know, flowing just fiber laying there and hanging so beautifully between the two woven pieces. I really enjoy. Um, you know, how that is, because um, when you, you know, when you weave, when you weave a fiber, you, you know, you weave a fiber into a piece, it changes, right? And, and I hope, you know, you elevate it, or it's different, it's twisted, or it's knotted, or it's twined, or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, sometimes, I guess that just references that idea that the fiber is on its own, so beautiful without being woven at the same time. You know? Yeah, I love that. It's, it's a really beautiful idea. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate the time that you've taken to talk to me and share about your journey and about your work. And I have two more questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is where people can go online and in social media to see more of your work. And then the last one is if you have any closing advice or words of wisdom for mm. other weavers that are out there. Um, yes. So anyone, I mean, I guess the most, uh, the one that changes the most is Instagram uh, is a way to see my work. And it's jenarron.studio, uh, J-E-N-A-R-R-O-N.studio. Um, jenarron.com is my website, uh, which also showcases a lot of my weaving and, and the Weave Me exhibit that we talked about here. Um, you know, parting words. I, I listen to your podcast all the time, and I know that you ask this at the end of each one. So I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about this and... Um, Speaking for, from my, my journey and where I'm at, I, I would say, um, you know, really to remember to, to honor whatever your process is and protect it, you know, um, allow yourself and your voice to shine when you're at the loom. Um, you know, there's so much discussion of, of, you know, looking at Pinterest and looking at other weavers' work. Um, to gain inspiration. And I think that when you honor your own process and your own vision, um, really, truly, in terms of turning inward and, and recognizing your unique gifts and, you know, w your voice, I think that's when, you know, we can truly make unique work that is personal and, and captivating. So, I, you know, I would just... 
I, I try to remember to do that. I mean, you know, in, in honoring, in honoring what I have to say and honoring my voice, um, you know, it, it allows me to make work that is, is, um, indicative of that, of that process. Thank you, Jen, so much for talking with me today. I appreciate your time and your stories. Thanks, Sarah. This was a pleasure. That's a wrap. To see photos of Jen's work, including some of the pieces she talked about in today's conversation, as well as to find links to her website and social media, visit www.gistyarn.com episode 29. That's G-I-S-T-Y-A-R-N dot com slash episode 29. Next week on the podcast, I have a special episode to share with you, a conversation with the Tishinda Dreamweavers Cooperative a cooperative of indigenous weavers in Mexico. We talk about how and why they started their cooperative, what they create, and even how you can go visit to see them for yourself if you're interested in going on a trip to Mexico next January. So you'll want to tune in next Monday to hear that conversation. And if you'd like to donate to support the podcast, please go to www.gistyarn.com podcast and click on the donate button. Thanks for your support, and until next time, happy weaving! Mm-hmm.